Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. We're just not knocking them off the football right now, and we're not blocking particularly well on the edge. We're just not blocking particularly well, period. And, uh, and you know, A.J. got in a little bit of a groove there at the end and our dub, but we're just not a real physical football team. I thought we got a little bit better in the second half, but we've got to continue to uh, – maybe we have too many runs in going at the game. we got to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go the shell, we're going to go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services because there's so much to react to from the football weekend. College football still in full swing in week two. Had the NFL week one. Also going strong and have Monday Night Football tonight with Jets and Bills. It's going to be a great one there, too, and it's just good to have it back and talking football all the time. It's what we all enjoy about the sports side of things on this time of year, and we're going to talk more about it as we go to the phone lines and welcome in friend of the show, Chris Gordy of 790 Sports Talk in Houston, as well as the Locked On SEC podcast to really recap the football weekend that was. And Chris, hey, man, as always, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm good, John, and let me just state for the record, the SEC is not dead. We are not the worst conference in college football. We still have some good teams. It's still going to be a fun year. Everybody needs to stop burying the SEC. We're fine. Yeah, I've, I, I'll, I'll agree to that, but you got to admit, man, Texas going in and beating Alabama like that is really impressive. Not saying that, you know, the, the Bama's uh, shot and Saban's era is over like some are, but... And you got to give a lot of credit to the future SEC team, Texas, for taking down the Crimson Tide at home by 10 points. Well, here's the tough part, and I've got some friends who are Longhorn fans, and they're celebrating, and, you know, rightfully so. They, they deserve it. They played their butts off. But it's easy to get up for one game. What, what Texas is going to find out next year when they get to the conference is it's not just playing at Bama. It's playing at Bama, then playing Arkansas, then playing LSU, then at A&M. And you get Georgia. I mean, it's just that's the grind of, of an SEC schedule, and that's where the losses start to mount up. But, yeah, no surprise. I mean, look, Saban, more often than not, since Saban has been at Alabama, what's he, what's he at, like one or two undefeated seasons? Like, he, more often than not, Saban loses a game a year. Now, he usually doesn't lose much more than that, and usually they still find a way to rally. And, uh, you know, today, while a lot of people, national folks, are burying Alabama, I would say – you know, the odds are good that they're going to recoup, they're going to rebuild uh, or, or, you know, come back together and come back stronger. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if Alabama runs the table. Now, if they play like they did on Saturday, no, they, they're going to have at least one or two more losses down the, down the way. But, um, you know, this is what Nick Saban does. He, every time he loses a game, he regroups and finds a way to, to get stronger from it. And would not surprise me if Alabama does that. But, yeah, I mean, look, again, Texas celebrated. It's a great win. But, again, like, when you get to the SEC, that grind week in and week out, that's, that's where it takes toll. Texas has the receivers to match up with Alabama's secondary. But just gauging it from that game, what looks to be a bigger issue for Bama? Is it the secondary or is it Jalen Milrow and what they have going on at quarterback? Well, Milrow is – it's it's an issue, right? Um, you know, they, they um, the, the the turnovers is what killed them, but the lack of the run game and the defense not being very aggressive, I thought 
is what killed them. Um, keep this in mind, guys. How, how long have y'all been watching Nick Saban at Alabama? When's the last game you can remember an Alabama defense that didn't record an interception or a sack in a game? I mean, that's, that was the most mind-boggling stat I saw. I was like, they didn't get a sack? Uh, Dallas Turner, who's supposed to be this heir apparent to Will Anderson, you know, had, had an awesome freshman year two years ago. He works in two weeks of the season, and he has zero sacks. Like, that, that to me is just shocking, um, you know, when you talk about Alabama. So that, you know, I was hearing from Alabama fans all offseason about this might be their most talented running back room that they've ever had, and, oh, they're so deep, and all these different weapons, Jace McClellan, Roydell Williams, and Jam Miller. I mean, they ran for 100 yards on, on Texas, and that was it. So that's the type of game Bama normally, you know, runs all over you for 250, 300 yards. And they, they weren't able to do that. But I will say, like all that said, Alabama went into the fourth quarter trailing by four. They had all the momentum in the world. And, uh, you know, and then the, the, the interception comes. But, like, also kudos to Sark. Like, those games, when they get close, what do we typically see from teams? They kind of they clam up. They go, all right, we're going to run the football. We're going to try to eat up clock and get out of here with the win. Sark said no full pedal to the metal, even when Alabama took the lead on them, they said, we're going deep, and, and kept throwing it, and uh, that's what you have to do to beat Alabama. you got to call bold, bold plays, make big plays down the field, and they made them. Um, you know, that, that, was, that was what was different about that game this past weekend, because, man, didn't it feel like, like late in that third quarter, uh, you know, they, they scored the touchdown, they're up 16-13, it felt like, hey, this might be this might be where Texas clams up and they go away, but kudos to Sark. They trusted uh, the passing game and they kept swinging it downfield. Speaking of a team from Texas, and that's actually in the SEC right now, A&M went on the road to Miami and, and really got it taken to them. I know they were able to score some points, but losing 48-33, to uh, it's probably going to bounce them out of the top 25, and uh, or it has bounced them out of the top 25, and so people are you know, starting to wonder about things anyways. But just the SEC West in general, tell like, what do you make of that game and just the SEC West after two weeks as far as the predicted order of finish, as far as how you feel about how the teams are going to stack up? Have you changed your mind anyway uh, as far as just two weeks into the season? Yeah, a little bit. And keep in mind, you, you talk about, you know, A&M did score some points. You know, they, they blocked a punt to start the game. They set up a short field to score one of them. They had, uh, you know, Miami had some missed field goals. I mean, they were, they were things that, worked in the Aggies' favor, and they still weren't able to capitalize and still lost by double digits. Um, I think I think the offense is okay. I think Petrino's effect is, is going to be fine. Uh, I thought they should have ran the ball a lot better than they did against Miami, and this is where not having a Devon A. Shane or you know, that, the, the type of stud running backs A&M's had in recent years, not having that guy right now is, is kind of hurting them. But I thought Connor Wegman was fine. He did throw... He had two interceptions. One of them came late in the game. Um, but, you know, I, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll continue to throw for a ton of yards. Touchdown. They have some stud uh, receivers there. But that defense is is really – D.J. Durkin's got to do some soul searching and figure out what went wrong here because you give up 450 yards of offense to the Miami Hurricanes. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke was 21 of 30 for 374, five touchdowns and no picks. Like, that's just – that's unacceptable. Like, for you being an SEC-caliber defense with four- and five-star talent all over the place, man, you got to do better than that. And so, look, they'll get UL Monroe at home this week. They can, they can fix some of their woes there. But then it's Auburn, and then it's Arkansas, and then Alabama right after that. So there is a stretch here for A&M where they can run off a bunch of losses. They also have to go to Tennessee after Alabama. So um, – They've got to figure this out and figure this out quick. Now, Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery, they'll pose some, they'll pose some issues for that defense in two weeks. Uh, I'll be curious to see what Arkansas looks like by then because, as we know, Arkansas didn't look all that great this past week. But, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, this, this is it. This is put up for shut-up time for Jimbo. And if, this, if, if they play like they did this past weekend down the stretch of the year, he will not be the A&M coach by the end of the week. Chris, A&M always has athletes on defense. So what was the biggest issue for that defense in that game against Miami? Yeah, I just think not not like not like position right. They did a good job of slowing down Miami's one game. But the DBs that they were supposed to be loaded with are not very good. Like, Damani Richardson is this, like, fifth-year uh, defensive back coming back for, you know, 
another season. There were a lot of people thought he was going to go off to the pros, but he decided to come back one more year. He was the guy on a lot of those receivers that were catching the ball downfield wide open. So, yeah, it might be steam. It might be just they don't have the, the talented DBs that they thought they would have. Uh, but but that's the big key. I mean, the linebackers are fine. The defensive front is fine. You know, they they had a couple of sacks in this one. Shamar Stewart, Shamar Turner, but they've got to get the that secondary fix. I mean, it almost looks like Arkansas secondary last year. Yeah, that's like one that's of the joke, by the way. Come on. Yeah, no, I was just saying like it, it's one of those things that actually Arkansas seems to have improved on is the secondary for one. So <laughs> it's been a little different. Uh, I, yeah, we'll get some other games. So just since you mentioned Arkansas before. Uh, you know, people here, of course, in Arkansas, they're like, they're concerned, they're worried, they're like the offensive line doesn't look good, the rushing attack's not looking good. Uh, do you see some legit reasons for Razorback fans to be concerned, or do you feel like there's some things that they can get and improve upon, and they can get better, and they can be just fine this season? Yeah, I didn't hit the panic button when, when they said Rocket Sanders was going to miss a couple weeks because I felt like with AJ Green and Dubinian and, and Johnson, like I thought. I thought the backfield's talented enough that, that they could survive without him. But I don't understand. And I watched the game. I had it on. I mean, I, I get the multiple TV thing going on. But every time I looked up, it was just like it was short passes from KJ. And like, I was like, when are they going to stretch the field here? And I know with the running clock, you get a lot much less uh, you know possession this year. And uh, I just thought, like, that was a game, like, KJ Fisher with 136 passing yards, like that, just feels like a game that they should have. He should have 300 passing yards. Um, and, and look, a win is a win. Ultimately, you just survive in advance and keep going. But I also wonder how much of it is just uninspired because you're playing such crappy opponents. You know, you you know you're on your schedule. You're opening Western Carolina and Kent State. The fans aren't excited about that. They're not fired up. I, I got to think some of that resonates to the players, and they're not fired up. Um, hopefully, we see a much more inspired effort this week against BYU because this is a this is a a much better team than the first two teams you face. Uh, albeit, you know, it, it, they are two and zero. They're not some world beater, but uh, this will be your best test of the season with BYU. And then after that, it's a road trip to LSU, and uh, they look much improved this past weekend. So, yeah, I don't know, Danny. You know, play calling. I don't know, you know, just offensive line not not doing their job. Whatever it is. I'm just shocked when I was looking at the, the passing numbers today around the SEC, and I see that, you know, K.J. Jefferson, Joe Milton, and Will Rogers are near the bottom of the conference in passing yards for two weeks, and I'm going, what in the world? Like, this is completely upside down from what we were, you know, expecting. Around the NFL, which teams were you most impressed by and also individual performances you may have been impressed by? Yeah, um... Obviously, Cowboys last night was, was super impressive. The, the 49ers, I wondered, losing to Nico Ryan, who's, you know, had been that architect of that defense in recent years. They just picked up right where they left off. Uh, defense holds the Steelers to seven points. Um, you know, they rack up 30. Christian McCaffrey's a stud. Brandon Ayuk's ridiculous. And looks like Brock Purdy's just going to pick up right where he left off. So that was impressive. Um, you know, some duds like the Vikings. I don't understand how Kirk Cousins could continue to throw for 340 yards, two touchdowns, yet they can't score points. Like, how do you only score 17 on that bad Bucks team at home? Um, you know, there, there were just a lot of duds. Uh, obviously, the Dolphins, I think, was a lot of fun to see. A lot of people are, you know, all the talk of the Bills and the, and the, and the Jets. That's the big game tonight. And a lot of people wonder if, if the winner of that is going to win the, the AFC East, while the Dolphins are still there, and Tua looked incredible, 460 yards passing, and a big road win at the Chargers. So, yeah, that the Dolphins were impressive, the Niners were impressive, and the Cowboys were impressive. I just wonder, uh, can the Cowboys keep playing like that week in and week out? If they do, they're gonna they're gonna run away with the NFC East, and uh, the Eagles might take that big step back this year. Speaking with Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 and the Locked On SEC podcast here on the phone lines. So, uh, Chris, obviously a team that uh, you guys have been watching very closely, the Houston Texans. Just what did you make of C.J. Stroud's uh, debut? I know they lost 25-9 to to the to the Ravens, but were there things that happened in the game to make the fans feel like it's going in the right direction, it's going to be all right, and it's going to look good? And, uh, like, what could you take from that? Yeah, they've had four injuries on the offensive line, and then they had one in-game that, uh, you know, they threw out Michael Dieter at right tackle. I, I don't know if he's ever played right tackle he got his butt beat immediately when he went in there. So, you can't take too much away. I thought CJ did the best with the hand he was dealt. But, look, they were double-digit 
underdogs anyway at Baltimore. And, and the Ravens, in the John Harbaugh era, allow 17.5 points per game at home. So I kept joking with people last week. I was saying, I kept saying, you think the Texans could score 17? And everybody asked that no. <laughs> uh, and so that held true. They only scored nine. But I think it'll look a lot better this week. They're at home against the Colts. They host uh, the Colts and Anthony Richardson. And um, it was kind of funny. Uh, Will Anderson got his first career sack this past week for the Texans in his first game. He's the first Houston Texan to ever do that, record a sack as a rookie in their first game played. But Kind of the same, you know, against Lamar Jackson containing him running quarterback. Expect more of the same with Anthony Richardson this week, of course, the, the rookie from Florida. So, um, you know, they, they're favored by a point. They should win this week at bounce back, but it was kind of what was expected. I mean, the Ravens were supposed to win. The Ravens were not all that impressive. Like, Lamar Jackson didn't do a whole heck of a lot, but uh, they got a win. And uh, I think they are a legit team to watch in the AFC this year. Um, just because Lamar's that special, and they finally have some weapons for him to throw the football to, like Dave Flowers. Being that great defensive mind that D'Amico Ryans is, have you seen some differences in that defense this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, go look at what they did yesterday against Lamar Jackson. I mean, this is a guy who's a former MVP, and they helped him to 169 passing and just 38 yards rushing and, and no touchdowns. You know, all the touchdowns came from the running back. So uh, they also picked him off, so... Yeah, it was a much improved defense. I think it was funny. You know, a lot of Texas fans were, were saying today, you know, I never want to be happy after a win, but how can you not be happy with what the defense gave you? I mean, they, they kept you in it. It's just the offense was so bad because of the offensive line. So, yeah, the future looks bright. I keep comparing it to, you know, go look at Trevor Lawrence's numbers as a rookie. He went through some growing pains. He had some high moments. He had a lot of lows that year. But the hope is, you know, a guy like Stroud. And the same goes for Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young. They're all going to go through their growing pains this year. What do they look like next year in year two? How, who takes that big step forward? And obviously we're seeing that for Trevor Lawrence already in year three. He seems to keep taking that step forward. Yeah, and looking at some of the other games, too, from yesterday, you know, still uh, some questions that need to be answered because it's just one game after one week. But, uh, you know, you mentioned the the Cowboys and the Giants game, and, you know, that one was a blowout. But uh, as far as uh, some teams that maybe uh, – you really want to see more from maybe ones that are feeling really good, right? Like, you know, the Browns and Bengals was an interesting game because uh, Joe Burrow now having less than a hundred yards was a weird thing. It's just a matter of well, what are some of the games or some of the teams that you say, hey, this could be good, they could be good, but you need to see a lot more from them. Yeah, well, Joe Burrow had no business playing in that game. I, I look, I admire the guy's moxie. You know, what he did at LSU was was incredible, and what he's done with Cincinnati since he's out there has been incredible. But his whole mentality of, I'm good coach, let me play, sometimes common sense has to come in and go, dude, you're not ready. Uh, you know, you get hurt at the beginning of the preseason, and, you know, hey, the recovery's coming along great, but he had no business being out on that football field yesterday. And uh, the Browns just got after him with, uh, you know, a couple of sacks, a couple of hits, and he just couldn't complete balls down the field. He just was not NFL ready yesterday. So I thought that was pretty ridiculous. On the flip side, Deshaun Watson looked uh, – you know, not as bad, but he looked bad, too. They're probably the worst interception you'll see of the season. So, you know, Browns find a way to win. Um, you know, Falcons are going to be a fun team to watch. They beat the Panthers. The Saints eked out a win against the uh, the Titans. I- I've had some friends tell me, watch the Falcons. That that could be a team that could sneak in and, and win nine games in the NFC, in NFC South, and that might be enough to win that division. So keep an eye on them. Uh, but, yeah, like the Vikings, they got to do more. You know, again, Kirk Cousins, like, dude, cut out the mistakes, whatever it is. Bears, we thought this was going to be that big year. Justin Fields takes that big step forward. And, man, after after seeing him in week one, I think the Bears might be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes uh, when it's all said and done. And then how about the Sean Payton debut in Denver? They open with an onside kick. There's all this goodwill and momentum. And then they score three points in the second half and lose by a point. I mean, that. You know, with all the resources they have invested in Russell Wilson, I just, I think he might be done. I think that might be it. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll see as they go along. But yeah, you never want to overreact to Week One because you know every year there's always anomalies, weird things happen. But it's hard not to overreact to some of the performances we saw yesterday. More surprising to you, the Rams going in and beating the Seahawks at home, or the way the Packers look against the Bears in Chicago. It's the Packers. I mean, I'm I'm one of the doubters of Jordan Love. I, I, 
you know, I just had never seen it in, in his limited sample size in the game he had started uh, or played in behind Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, I, you couldn't play much better than that. I mean, 245 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, only sacked once, and they got Aaron Jones to my uh, fantasy team de- detriment. I think in every league I'm in, I played Aaron Jones and kicked my ass yesterday. So, uh, yeah, Green Bay looked good, man. I, again, maybe it's just Chicago stinks that bad, but uh, great, you know, pass with flying colors, Jordan Love in week one. And uh, it, it, it's just, it's kind of not fair. Like, they go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and now if Jordan Love keeps playing like this, like, Come on, man. There's got to be a dud somewhere in there. How do you guys keep getting the, the luck of all luck when it comes to quarterback play? It's crazy. Real quick before I let you get out of here, Chris, this weekend in college football, is not a whole lot of marquee matchups within themselves, but which game is going to have your uh, most attention this weekend in college football? Yeah, we get we get in the SEC play a little bit. I think uh, LSU at Mississippi State is a sneaky good one because Mississippi State's got a really good defense, and I'm surprised. I'm shocked LSU opened as a 10-point favorite there. Uh, South Carolina and Georgia, we saw this past weekend, when you protect Spencer Rattler, give him time to throw, he will ball out. He's one of the top leaders in the SEC in passing yards. So if they can block the Georgia front front four, I think South Carolina's got a chance. Georgia has not been impressive. They have no run game to speak of. So that's a sneaky good one. And watch out, Tennessee. If Joe Milton throws like he did last week down in the swamp this weekend, they're on upset alert. Florida can pull off that, that, that win this weekend. So couple of fun SEC games right out of the gate and a couple teams already uh, on episode alert. Well, Chris, man, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Always fun to recap the weekend of college football and NFL and enjoy the week. And next week, I'm sure we'll be catching up with you, recapping some other great games, all right? Yeah, and go get a win over those Cougars, guys, all right? I'm <laughs> done with the Mormons. Yeah, I think that uh, everybody raise your back fans open for that. Have a good one, Chris. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Chris Gordy joining us for Sports Talk 790 and the Locked On SEC podcast here on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. We'll take a break, come back with your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We'll keep it moving here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. This is SportsCenter. Arkansas took care of business against Kent State, although not as convincing as fans may have wanted, winning 28-6. The Razorbacks still struggled on the ground, rushing 45 times for 172 yards. Arkansas now turns the page to BYU. They'll play them at home at 6.30 on Saturday night. UCA, however, won convincingly, beating Texas College 70-2. Central Arkansas racked up 499 yards, 396 of those yards coming on the ground. They averaged a staggering 9.9 yards per rush. Texas College has been outscored 166 to two so far this season as they lost week one to UT Permian Basin 96 to nothing. UCA faces a little more adversity this week as they travel to Fargo, North Dakota to take on FCS Powerhouse North Dakota State. Kickoff for that game will be at 3.30 on Saturday. And Arkansas State lost to Memphis 37-3 to drop to 0-2 on the season. The Red Wolves have been outscored 107-3 through two games. They'll host Stony Brook and Jonesboro on Saturday. Kickoff is set for 6 o'clock. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Justin Anchor reminding you that if you want the job done right, then don't stress. Just go with the best. CertaPro Painters is your go-to painting company. You can get your free estimate scheduled at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each CertaPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. People who are going to be responsible and people who are going to be accountable to you and your family to make sure your project gets done right. So if you've been thinking about sprucing up your home or business for the fall season that is almost upon us, you need to get CertaPro on the case. Use the company that I've used many times over over the years. It is CertaPro Painters. You'll be happy you did. Johnston's Home Center presents Andrew Chambly when he joins Randy and Rick on Drive Time Sports every Tuesday through football season. Johnston's Home Center. If you can't find it at Johnston's Home Center, you probably don't need it. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. 
You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier or online at WhitDavis.com. For 20 years, Kelly Vick suffered from chronic back pain. I would do something, and at the drop of a hat, whether it be a golf swing, picking up something, whatever, it would throw it back out again. Pain relievers, chiropractors, nothing worked for any length of time. Then Kelly found QC Kinetics. Listening to a radio station, I heard of QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, using powerful natural biologics to restore and repair damaged tissue with no drugs, no surgery, no downtime. And at this point... It's the greatest thing that I've ever done. Kelly's living life with no more back pain, thanks to QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics gave me freedom. I am pain-free. Don't live with chronic joint pain any longer. Call QC Kinetics today. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, QC Kinetics has changed my life. Call now for your free consultation at QC Kinetics. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. QC Kinetics. 501 222 8440. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. Greenway is your local source for John Deere equipment and implements. Now, we've made finding the perfect piece of equipment even easier. Shop our tractor packages online at GoGreenway.com. Till deeper with our down-to-earth package. Or save big with our Green Saver package. Need something with a little more muscle? Kick it up a notch with Greenway's Get In Gear package. We're here to support the DIYer in you. No matter what project comes your way, Greenway has you covered. Want to voice your opinion so you don't have to hear the same terrible callers every day? Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a worthless loser? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Then call or text 501-661-1037 to help the cause. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How's my protege? Jeremy. Yeah. He... J-Bone. J-Bone is, believe it or not, he's getting married. What? <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Good. Good. More for me and you. On 103.7 The Buzz. Out of bounds here on a reaction Monday. And folks, I got to tell you about Guatney Chevrolet and their great deals that they have going on right now. We know that it is football season, having it in full swing, whether it's high school football, college football, or the National Football League. It's all happening, and you want to go out and you want to enjoy it. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of you that are going to be making the trip to Fayetteville this weekend for the Razorback game against BYU. Probably a lot of people are going to be tailgating. I know I will be. Because it's a 6 o'clock game and there's nothing better than having an all-day event to tailgate unless you have a vehicle that doesn't really you know, set up to be tailgate. You don't want to have that tailgate. When it's like, hey, come over here. We got this little bitty car to come over there. We could just uh, you know, pop the trunk and have some fun. No, 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 no. You need you, you need you something new. With Guadney Chevrolet, you can get you a brand-new Chevy Silverado right now, 2023. 1,500 crew cab for well-qualified buyers, 0% APR, plus no monthly payments, for 90 days when you finance with GM Financial. And you also get, in addition to that, $750 cash allowance. So they have that for the brand-new Silverados. They also have the Chevy Equinoxes right now, brand-new, 2.1% APR. Or you can get $1,250 cash allowance through them. And that's just, again, tip the iceberg. All the different deals that they have going on with Guadney Chevrolet with the amount of inventory that they have. You need to get over there right now in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit. Go see their award-winning sales staff. See my guy, Grant. He's the one that hooked me up, and he'll get you hooked up over there as well. You can check them out and see the inventory also online at GuadneyChevrolet.com. No matter what it is, though, you need to go to Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer at 1301 TPY Drive. It is Guadney Chevrolet and GuadneyChevrolet.com. I know we got some more things that we have to uh, move through here in this segment. 
like your Razor Hog update and have a chance to hear from Sam Pittman and some of the players from this past weekend. So let's go ahead and dive into it. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by Nangay! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog update, Sam Pittman had this to say after the game about the rushing attack and just how it wasn't up to snuff. We're just not knocking them off the football right now, and we're not blocking particularly well on the edge. We're just not blocking particularly well, period. And, uh, and you know, A.J. got in a little bit of a groove there at the end and Arda, but we're just not a real physical football team. I thought we got a little bit better in the second half, but we've got to continue to uh, – maybe we have too many runs in going at the game. We've got to figure that out. So one of the injuries that has been of note, of course, has been Rocket Sanders. He is officially ruled out this weekend against BYU. Dwight McLaughlin looks like he's going to be ready to go because he had this injury that he was dealing with. Nudie has turf toe, and so we were checking him out before the game. And uh, he didn't move very well. Then we put him out there the first play, and he didn't move very well, so we put Stewart out there. So, um, and I thought he played pretty good. You know, he, the, that was a hell of a pass, you know, that the kid made there at the end. And, and uh, but I thought, he, I thought he had a pretty good game. Also, Sam Pittman understood that the first half was not the greatest. Second half got a little bit better. So what was said at halftime to his players? Basically, I thought we were getting – Outstrained, out wanted to, uh, and we talked about that and how we're going to fix it. Uh, we'd had a few things that caused them trouble on defense, so we, we continued to want to go on that. And on offense, um, we I told Dan, I said, I don't care. I'm not worried about how many rush yards we have, and I'm trying to score a point. However, we're going to score it, I don't care. But we just weren't throwing and catching it very good either. So, you know, a lot of times you can hang your hat on one of them. And uh, so we just challenged the offense to be more physical, strain harder. And uh, I'm trying to make something a lot better out of the second half than what I really believe that it was. It was better, but it still wasn't good. K.J. Jefferson also understands that uh, not getting out to a fast start is something they got to work on and also the issues that they saw with the rushing attack. It all comes down to focus. I mean, that's the main thing. I mean, no excuses. Uh, we just got to lock into the details and execute the game plan and come out with an uh, a edge and play with passion from the start. I mean, we kind of did that second half with an edge play with a chip on our shoulder and the edge to want to go and pull this thing out and, you know what I'm saying, get the victory. But I feel like we got to come out with, a, you know what I'm saying, with an edge, a chip on our shoulder early on in the game to go and set this tempo and set the standard. Trajan Jeffcoat had a really nice game, so much so that he was voted as SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week. And he talked about his halftime adjustments as well as the team. We, we definitely took a look at ourselves. It was like, uh, we just got to play harder. Got to grind out. Uh, we got to keep going. We got to take everything one day at a time. We got to trust the system. You know, we just looked at it as basically a, a wake-up call for us just to play harder, just to go harder. So we're going to come along. One of the positive plays, though, however, for Arkansas's defense was the pick six by Antonio Greer, which was wild. It was his first play of action as a Razorback. He happens to get a pick six, and Jaheim Thomas uh, had this to say about that play. Yeah, I was I was happy for him. I was definitely definitely excited for him. So when I seen him just jump up and make the play and run and score, I just ran over there and just started celebrating with him because you know that's big for him. First play as a Razorback, first snap, and just having a pick six, man, that's great. Arkansas now has had two straight games where a pick six has taken place, and it'd be nice to keep uh, that trend going, too. But uh, we mentioned that Rocket Sanders will be out for the game against uh, BYU this upcoming week. But we also know the time of the game Arkansas will be facing off against LSU there in Baton Rouge. It will be a night game at 6 p.m. on ESPN next Saturday. So uh, it's going to be a big one for Arkansas, and should be a great game between two teams. And then on the basketball side of things, this happened earlier in the show, but just worth mentioning again that Arkansas basketball 
was able to get another huge pickup from a commitment from the 2024 class as four-star wing Jalen Shelley is his name. Chose the Razorbacks over Louisville, Marquette, Ohio State, LSU, Colorado, Houston, Alabama, and Texas A&M. He's 6'8". He's from Frisco, Texas, and he was right there at Link Academy. He transferred up the road to Branson, Missouri for a senior season. He ranks the number 67 player in the country, number 17 small forward, and uh, I guess if you were talking about him, 47th overall according to 24-7 Sports. He's also 14th among small forwards, and he also is coming out of Link Academy, which happens to be same place that Jordan Walsh was playing at. So, nice little pop line there, too. But he was uh, on the heels of an official visit where he spent time with the team and coaching staff, sat in on practice, attended games, and even went to the football game against Kent State. But he felt like this was the place for him. So, nice little pickup there for Eric Musselman. And I know basketball season is uh, far away, but at least they're getting on top of it for next season and the basketball side of things. And there's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. And also, I am going to make sure that I say this right before I say something wrong, and then I have to be held accountable because I don't like that. Uh, we are going to here on Out of Bounds have a few pairs of tickets to give away for Arkansas and BYU this weekend. So be on the lookout for that. For those of you wanting to go to the game, it's going to be, I don't know what let's consider to sell out these days, but it is going to be a huge crowd. The weather looks great. And I know a lot of people are going to be going up there, and we're going to have two pairs of tickets to give away to that event. So That'll be okay. nice. Yeah. Something for people to look forward to and go into that game this weekend. Yeah, I was going to check the weather again. Let's see. As of right now, oh, my goodness gracious. Look at this. A high of 78 and sunny and a low of 58. So it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful game day there on the hill. And we'll have a chance to have, have you have a chance to get a pair of tickets to that game so there you have it there is your Razor Hog update and also shout out to uh, James on the Asher Record Life and Feedback says love all the shows every one of them is outstanding I wish I can pick up going to Northwest Arkansas but keep up the good work well here you go James you actually can because we have an app the 1037 The Buzz app that you can pick up and listen all the way up to Northwest Arkansas or if you want to check out the live streams too you can use the audio side of things for the YouTube Facebook Twitter page too uh, you know, you can stream us anywhere in the world. So if you lose us uh, getting out of signal, just download the app and uh, play it through your Bluetooth in your vehicle, and uh, we'll make sure you get taken care of that way. But appreciate you listening in. Really appreciate it. Uh, before we take commercial break, let's uh, squeeze Heath and Cavett in. What's up, Heath? Hey, what's going on? What's up, man? Hey, let me ask you guys a question. Is it, uh, is it fair to say that it seems like the general consensus of Colorado is that they do not want them to succeed. Like who's they? They're, well, just like it's, it's like kind of split. Of the, uh, Heath, it's kind of split where you you hear a lot of people that are on board with them, and then you have people that because of Coach Prime and being that figure that he is, and kind of you know how people view him. There are some people that don't want to see him succeed. I mean, I read some comments that. Uh, I guess people are upset that there's a lot of coaches that are in in his position at other universities that have like worked their way up the ranks and just because of his you know name and being an ex player that he was kind of able to jump right into a head coaching position um, but I mean he's done a lot for the game of football at the college and the pro level and he's a pretty good analyst I mean you know I like Deion Sanders I like uh I like listening to him. I mean, he's very knowledgeable, and, you know, he pretty much says what he's going to do, and he, vice versa. He does what he says. They're going to bring it, and he brought it. So, uh, I mean, and his son, Shadur, I mean, he's putting up some pretty good numbers. Uh, I mean, so is that Travis Hunter kid. I mean, I just uh, – I don't know. I just – it seems like that there's a lot of hate towards Colorado and Sanders, and I just uh, – I, uh, I don't really understand why. I mean, I don't know if you've uh, listened to his, uh, any of his post-game press conferences, but, I mean, he kind of he kind of gets after the media a little bit, calls them non-believers. Hey, tell you what, we got to run, Heath. Appreciate your phone call. I think a lot of it is just anytime someone's loud coming into a new thing, it's people are going to be a little suspect of it. But, hey, he's 2-0, and and he's getting the job done for sure. We got our final break and then 3-and-out here on Out of Bounds. Coming up next, stay with us.
What's good, y'all? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Fellas, when it comes to your health, every man should know his testosterone number. What's that mean? It's simple. You need to schedule an appointment at Low T Center immediately. It's quick. It's easy. Hell, it's only $25. Walk in, take a simple blood test, get the results in about 25 minutes. So if you've been feeling tired and grumpy, sensing a lack of motivation and drive, dealing with high cholesterol, noticing stubborn weight gain, and or loss of muscle mass, it's on you, fellas. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We're back here with Wild Bill and Motorsports Authority. Lots of folks talking football, but we're talking great deals, Wild Bill. All of our customers are a winner right here at Motorsports Authority, folks. We're passing out the lowest prices possible for any vehicle that we got, we're passing out top dollars for the trades. We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. And I'll tell you what, folks, we're having a great time right here at Motorsports Authority. In Russellville on East Main and Hot Springs on Central or online at msastore.com. Get here to Motorsports Authority. Go Hogs! My ride smells just right, just right, just right, just right. Y'all gotta try that for car. Just right, just right, just right, la 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 la. So honestly, I tried Attention Grace and all those reviews were right. I've tried every brand and Attention Grace really is the softest, most comfortable, most absorbent incontinence pad ever. She's not alone. Attention Grace is changing the game with skin-safe liners, pads, and briefs designed by women. I love Attention Grace. I am never going back to my old brand. Tough on leaks, safe on skin, and gentler on the planet. Attention Grace Incontinence Care, now available at Walmart.com and 1500 Supercenters nationwide. Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, they're problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old heat. Yeehaw jokes. It's bull crap. Well, I, I ain't standing for this. Well, I'm going to hell. Yeah, they're down. They're they're down. down. They so call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. 
Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours, and we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Uh, you know, I always laugh about the uh, polls, AP poll, you know, and it came out, and we know that uh, Alabama dropped to number 10 after losing to Texas. Texas up to number 4. And what I love about it is they always get to see it put out as far as who's voted where and what teams they put at it and whatnot. But for some reason, there were two people who have AP votes that still voted Alabama three spots ahead of Texas in the AP poll. And it's like, okay, like... It, not saying that I should get their vote or something like that, but come on. Like, be reasonable about something like that. Did you forget? Did you get lazy? Whatever it is. But when those types of things happen, there needs to be some sort of like, all right, man, like, let's let's start thinking about taking your vote away or, you know, doing something different with the voting. I don't understand it, but I'm glad it's transparent like this. And the people that ended up voting Alabama still ahead of Texas, I don't know what you're doing. That's stupid. But those people need to have a talking to about getting their vote taken away. NBA is cracking down on resting players and load management, and they're <clears throat> revolving this around what they consider to be star players, and these are all-stars or all-NBA all team members. And so what the NBA is doing is they're going to incorporate a fine system that the first offense is going to be 100000 second 250 and after that it can be more than a million dollars. And uh, they have several stipulations in place but here's just a few where teams have to manage their roster to ensure that not more than one star player is unavailable for the same game teams must ensure that star players are available for national tv games and the in-season tournament games that are coming up so they want to minimize any kind of resting of the players at that time and also they want to maintain a balance of number of one-game absences for star players, home and road games, with the preference being if they're going to have absences, they would be in home games. Because on the road, a lot of times you have where certain fans show up to see uh, teams play when they're in their area, and if the star players aren't playing, then it's almost like you know it was a waste of time and waste of money for them. Yeah, I kind of like that rule, and I hopefully it uh, ends up curbing a lot of that. But kudos to the NBA in trying to fix that issue, too. Uh, Major League Baseball, according to reports, the Angels are open to moving Mike Trout if he seeks a trade. It's not necessarily a surprising report, but it certainly is pretty fascinating for those that, uh, like myself, have always thought it's so weird that the Angels, especially having two of the greatest players right now, Mike Trout might be one of the greatest, if not the greatest player of this generation, for him never to have the success to go along with it. Uh, as a team, it's been pretty frustrating, I'm sure, but it'll be interesting if he wants a trade. Does he get out? If so, where does he go? How much is value? But something to look out for in Major League Baseball where maybe, just maybe, Mike Trout may be moving on from the Angels. It's back and forth with Kadarius Tony and the Giants fans. It's pretty funny. Where they flooded his comments after drops in the games against the Lions. So after that, Kadarius Tony deleted his account on X. Now, he does still have an Instagram account, but he also limited the comments on there. But after the Giants were beaten by the Cowboys 40-0, he put out several IG stories with memes and comments about it. And uh, one of them was, don't, don't get quiet now. <laughs> so so he's, uh, he's going after the Giants organization and the Giants fans, but... They flooded his comments to begin with, so it's kind of turned into a, a bit of a back and forth. I wonder if he would have said anything if the Giants had, you know, won or, you know. He wouldn't have had anything to say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so also it was a pretty funny moment where Zadarius Smith uh, was so fired up for the Browns' wins over the Bengals. It was a pretty exciting thing, and he was all pumped up and excited, but he just wanted to party with the fans. He wanted to go into the club. He wanted to go in there as, and uh, have a good time with uh, in the Brown Stadium bar, but he was denied access. They wouldn't let him in, and they were all clamoring for him at the window, but according to uh, how they have their protocols, he was not allowed to go into the bar. He had some fun with it and whatnot, but I'm like, man, come on. Like, I get it. You have protocols, but if you got a player there that's wanting to go in and have fun with the fans there in the bar, let the man in instead of out there just uh, having to go and turn back. But he had a good spirit about it, but still. Let the players celebrate with the fans because it makes them feel like they're just one of you. 
Pac-Man Jones arrested at the Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky International Airport, and he was booked on misdemeanor counts of alcohol in- intoxication, disorderly conduct, and terroristic threatening. And Pac-Man Jones just said, I'm hurt, this is embarrassing. And he was uh, he was said to be an unruly passenger, so the authorities were called in as there was a flight, an early morning flight, at the airport, Cincinnati, northern Kentucky. Yeah, and I also uh, saw that, I guess some, somebody reported that he was upset about his phone not charging, something to that extent. So, yeah, definitely not uh, something you want to see. And he, he's somebody that's been a part of the Pat McAfee show at times. Yeah, oh, he's been part of that, and I know he's fighting, uh, fought and rough and rowdy on Barstool Sports, so he's still around there for sure. Uh, and, okay, so this is kind of a, a weird deal. Amy Schumer is a comedian. She's being accused of cyberbullying Nicole Kidman. Which is like, what in the world? How does this work? Well, apparently she was poking fun at Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis because they wrote letters to support Danny Masterson. But then uh, she put out on her social media, on her Instagram story, she says, I want to apologize to all the people I hurt posting a photo of Nicole Kidman and alluding her to being an alien. I'll be asking the cast of The 70s Show to write letters advocating the forgiveness. She was making a joke about it. But because of that, all a bunch of Nicole Kidman fans... And people said that she was wrong for it, and they started getting at her in the comments, and she accused that uh, Nicole Kidman and the people were cyberbullying her. So it's just a roundabout way of just being, you know, dumb with social media, and that's just kind of the way that we live, unfortunately, today in social media age. Christina Ricci seems to call out Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis for writing Danny Masterson some uh, letters of character for him as he was going through the trial. And she just made some comments where she said, so sometimes people we loved and admired do horrible things. People we know as awesome, awesome guys can be abusers and uh, take advantage of others at times. And, you know, it's, it is an unfortunate situation for everything that happened there. And Danny Masterson has been sentenced, but... She's taking shots at people who were kind of having his back throughout the process. Yeah, that's a tough situation. Uh, I don't want to ever hope that no one's ever in that type of situation. But yeah, I, yeah that one's a rough one. Uh, so a model named Sika Moon made a digital copy of herself. But now she earns $20,000 a month putting out pictures of her AI virtual clone. We talk about AI and how crazy it's gotten and how realistic it is. She just made uh, pictures of AI and then she put it out on social media and on uh, OnlyFans and everything. And she's now bringing in $20,000 a month. And it's not even really her. She's a 28-year-old model. And it's all about AI. But it's just like, wow, not only are people making a killing in OnlyFans, but now we're taking it one step further where it's not even really them. It's just a copy of themselves and they're making it a killing in OnlyFans. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout because those AI things can be pretty scary as far as what's real and what's not. Sharon Osbourne revealed that her and Ozzy Osbourne may be moving back to London amid his uh, health issues here lately. She says that we've been planning something for years and Ozzy just needs to be back in London at this point. Just feel like I want to go home and want to give Ozzy uh, a chance to live his life in the place where he grew up. Also, uh, winemakers painted the uh, small Portuguese town with a river of wine, red wine, after 2.2 million liter tanks burst. And it is literally a crazy scene seeing nothing but a purple wine flow through like a river. But that's just a wild thing. Appreciate everybody listening to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I'm John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. Drive Time Sports coming up next. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get. With the financing options,